1: I did I did actually send you a message earlier saying let's pretend it's Monday but let's not lie to people. It's Tuesday it's Tuesday afternoon for you, evening for me. <laughs> um I am so ridiculously tired because uh WrestleMania started at, at midnight UK time oh God. on su on Sunday night. And I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, this is what happened, right? I was I was ring announcing on Sunday night. Yeah. Uh in Preston, which is about an hour away from where I live. Yeah. So I got home uh about 11 ish so the, the kickoff show was already underway i just missed the cruiserweight match yep. uh, so i then watched mania and i but just because i had been i had worked all last week i have a small child and i announced on sunday night and i was so tired i fell asleep during orton bray wyatt Um, Then I woke up as the women were making their entrance for the Smackdown women's title match and I thought oh great I've not missed too much and then my mate sent me a text and said what did you think of Brock Goldberg? And I went I didn't see it (laughs) (laughs) So I slept through it watched the women's match and I went nah, I've got to go to bed So I I know the results, but I haven't seen the taker reigns match yet and because of the time delay in the States, I still haven't seen Monday Night Raw.
2: Well, um, Taker reigns. I mean, I can talk to you about it if you want.
1: I know the results. So yeah, I'm, and I know what well, happened afterwards. So I'm quite happy to talk about it.
2: I was really, okay. As I'm like, I'm not a, I'm not a Roman Reigns fan by any means. Um, I'm just not. Uh, and then I'm watching the match and I'm like, at some point in the match, I'm going, man. I don't really care if uh, Taker loses at all. Uh, I I don't care if Reigns wins this match. Like, this, it just, and then my feelings of how this isn't Undertaker to me anymore. This is, like, not, this is not him. This is not the Undertaker I remember. This is just, like, it was really sad almost. And then Roman Reigns in the ring was even acting like um, it didn't really matter anymore. Like, he got a win, but it didn't mean anything. It wasn't significant. It's not like when Brock beat him. It's not like when anyone else has beat him in the past in any other show. You know, it wasn't even, like, Reigns' expression to me was that this was not as significant as a win as it could have been or should have been.
1: But it, for, for me, it was the first time there's ever been an Undertaker match at WrestleMania with next to no build up.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, even the Bray Wyatt match where he didn't even appear on TV practically until WrestleMania, Bray Wyatt was out there with his ability to talk, selling it each and every single week, you know, putting yeah. the match over. This, this was like a, a a couple, yeah. This had more build up than the Bray Wyatt match practically, like on, <laughs> on from Taker's side. And yeah, you're right. I mean, it wasn't. Um, I don't know. I mean, to me, Undertaker's last match should be at Survivor Series because that's where his first match was. The um, do
1: I, I, you know I I agree with that, but at the same time, he's just become so synonymous with WrestleMania. Yeah, that's. But funny. it it is so it's it, like next year is gonna seem really really weird without an Undertaker match.
2: You know, next year won't be the first year he's ever missed WrestleMania, but it's gonna be the first year in a long long time. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, at least we got to see him at WrestleMania 24 in the main event against Edge.
1: Which was the first year, really, I can ever think of when I actually thought going into the match he was going
2: to lose. Yeah, me too, actually.
1: And I was at I was at <laughs> I was at WrestleMania 25, which I refuse to call the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania because yeah. WrestleMania 26 is the 25th anniversary.
2: Well, for me, it's the fact like WrestleMania 16 is not WrestleMania 2000; it's WrestleMania 16 exactly just happened in the year
1: 2000 yeah yes Wrestlemania 2 was the first anniversary so Wrestlemania 25 can't be the 25th anniversary it's the 25th anniversary of nothing (laughs) (laughs) it's the the 25th anniversary of minus one
2: (laughs) I just wish they would just stay with the Roman numerals
1: yeah uh, me too me too I just like it I do I do I mean the 30 was great with the three X's and that was how they did the set it was amazing yep um but i was i was at 25 and again 24 and 25 both years i thought he was going to lose yeah
0: um
1: but um and then i was at 28 in miami oh wow um because what happened it was it, it it was actually my honeymoon um but i was i was i said to my wife before we booked the wedding do you want to go to WrestleMania? And she said, hell no. She just isn't interested. So I said, it's in Miami. And she said, okay, where, where do we book the the flights? (laughs) Um, So, um, which is no disrespect to Maine or Montana or anywhere else in the States. It was just that it was sunny and there's a lot of shopping in Miami. So she was like, let's go, let's go to Miami. So, um, so we booked it and we were going with, uh, my friend Patrick, who you know as well yep. and his wife and another friend. And then that Christmas with the holiday booked and paid for, um, we got engaged. So we said, well, let's get married the Saturday before WrestleMania, <laughs> not the day before, but the week before, yep. because we've already got a honeymoon. So WrestleMania 28 doubled as my honeymoon. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I was at that one as well. But to be fair, the, the the whole will he lose, won't he, had kind of run its course by then. But definitely 24 and 25, I thought he was going to lose. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm i not going to lie, I wanted the streak to end for years. How come? Um, because it was predictable that the Undertaker got booked in a match at WrestleMania. Okay, he's going to win. Yep, yep. So I just, and, and there was very few people left who you thought, um you know he could actually legitimately lose to um
2: when uh see his match with cm punk i honestly thought he was gonna lose like i thought if anyone you know it's it's WrestleMania, it's cm punk i mean he's probably the one that stands the best chance at that time Mm. um and then he of course he won and then when he goes into goldberg uh goldberg sorry brock lesnar and he gets knocked out in the first minute and a half, and then kind of has the match they had. It was, uh, yeah, it was kind of sad.
0: It's,
1: uh, it, it's kind of insane at the minute because Lesnar beat Taker at Mania yep. to end the streak, yeah, and then gets beaten in, I don't know, a minute <laughs> twice yeah. by Lesnar by Goldberg, and then
0: yeah,
1: uh, sorry, by Goldberg, and then Goldberg. Loses to Lesnar in like 10 minutes at WrestleMania.
2: Uh, I don't even know if it was 10 minutes. I mean, it wasn't as definitely, wasn't a short match, but it was longer than I thought it would be. I think it's the longest combined time. Goldberg spent in the ring. If you add up, Survivor Series Royal Rumble and uh Kevin Owens pay-per-view match I can't think of the pay-per-view name now. Uh Roadblock or payback or whatever it was. If you add oh, up all yeah, of those yeah, yeah. I think it was more time than that but um yeah, I mean it was it was what it was. I um I was not pleased with Kevin Owens losing to uh Goldberg. I thought it would make more sense if they had Brock Lesnar come out and run interference, cause Goldberg to lose by DQ, count out whatever. And then the next week, they'd already advertised Kevin Owens against Brock Lesnar at the Madison Square Garden. And then Goldberg comes out, causes Lesnar to lose. And then they can go into WrestleMania and have their match. And it doesn't need to be for a title. That match didn't need to be for a title. I thought it Kevin didn't. Owens against Jericho for the universal title would have been a better use of the universal title than Goldberg-Brock.
1: I, I agree um, and but um, I think right i I have a thing that really really annoys me the, the the WWE title should headline every show yes I don't care how big a star is on the show I don't yep. care who's returning which part-timers there yep. the, the, the the main title should headline every show
2: yep I agree with you that's um, how it was when I was a kid. That's how I was always the, you know, the, that, that is the biggest title. It's the highest representation of the company. That's what goes on last.
1: So I think I can only, and, and hey, like any of us can second-guess Vince, um, but I can only assume that because the, the Universal title is now largely viewed as the second title in the company, Yeah. I think the original plan was probably to have, and I'm guessing, completely guessing, but I think the original plan was probably to have Lesnar Goldberg headline Mania, and they wanted the, the prestige of a title in the main event. Yeah. And I think the only reason that... Taker Reigns' headline mania was because he was retiring.
2: I think... I I would have preferred, though, if they would have announced it was going to be Taker's last match, if they would have done the build-up to it to give him the proper send-off as opposed to the... geez, Taker looks rough. Oh, jeez, Taker looks bad. Oh, Taker lost. Okay, all right. He's piled all this stuff up in the middle of the floor. You know, in the middle of the ring. Dude,
1: I mean, look, look. I, 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 I admit... Because of the the ridiculous amount, uh, the, 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 how ridiculously late it was, I went to bed. But so I didn't see it, and I still haven't watched it back yet. But did was not was this my news feed the following morning blew up, and nobody was talking about the match. Nobody was talking how bad Taker looked. Yeah. Nobody was saying Reigns is an awful wrestler or anything. There was no yeah. negative. People were just talking about the retirement. If the retirement had been announced beforehand, people might still have been talking about, "I'll oh, take a look bad, or range this, or take Fair a enough. that. And instead, it's just all, you know, it, it's all on taker. So, I, I, I mean, I think they did the right thing with it.
2: I was kind of surprised they didn't have him on Raw at all. Spoiler. Sorry. But he's not on Raw.
0: <laughs>
1: In fact, the the only thing I do know, the only thing I do know about Raw, um, I managed to spoil my, this for myself on Facebook, is um, I know um about Finn coming back, which okay. I'm ridiculously pleased about.
2: So uh, let's, you know, we're we're twelve minutes into this conversation. Uh, I'm talking to Richard Parker. A uh, buddy of mine I met at Wrestlemania 24 in Orlando. He lives over uh, and crossed the pond in, in uh, Manchester, England, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I got him on the show today because he's a ring announcer for Preston City Wrestling. And uh, I, I just I really want to talk about that and some other things. But we're talking about Mania right now, so we're going to keep going. But I at least thought I got to get your name out there so people know <laughs> what I'm talking about.
1: Thank you. And, and I, will, <laughs> I will also say, just so that I don't sound like an absolute douche, that um, um, I I am from Manchester, England. Um, I may come across as American on this because I'm really susceptible to accents. <laughs> so just by talking to you, I might come across as American, but no, I am a Mancunian so. <laughs> Fair enough. So... Uh, so so yeah, I know I know Finn returned, and it was kind of inevitable because uh, I don't know, I don't they've kind of spoiled it really by having him return on a house show.
2: Yeah, I was very surprised about that because it wasn't every house show was selective house shows and, and and Triple H was wrestling on those house shows as well which, I mean, obviously he's getting the ring rust off coming up for WrestleMania but, you know, it's like if, if, if Triple H is running the house show loop and Finn's running the house show loop it's like you can't keep it a secret anymore like you used to be able to back in the day. Yeah. Now with smartphones and everyone uploading everything instantly.
1: <laughs> mind you, mind you, they successfully kept the Hardy
2: Boys secret. <laughs> yes, they did do a good job of that. Okay, so but that. I, go ahead.
1: I, I was just going to say, mind you, I read on the dirt sheets that the the uh, the show was about uh, an hour in before the Hardys even arrived at the stadium.
2: Because well, they had another show that morning. <laughs> ah, right. They had another show that morning they had uh, commitments to. I mean, if you think about it, this is quite amazing to me. You had the Hardy Boys on Saturday night, wrestled in a ladder match for Ring of Honor against uh, the Young Bucks.
1: Right, for yeah. Supercard for Supercard of Honor,
2: and an unbelievable ladder match from everything I've been told. And then the next day, they're in a ladder match in WrestleMania in a Fatal 4-Way for the, you know, the Raw Tag Team titles, I mean, that that is, just in this day and age of wrestling, that is tremendously remarkable.
1: Well, it is, because, I mean, I know Jeff is 39. I yeah. don't know how old Matt is, but Jeff's 39.
2: Matt's got to um, be 41, 42, I would say, then.
1: Okay, um, I'm 35, and yeah. I couldn't do that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm 37, I'm right there with you.
1: Yeah, so, uh, but no, I mean, so, I mean... To to be, do you know what? I was a fan of them back in the day, and the TLC matches with Dudley's and, and Edge and Christian were amazing. Yeah. Um, if somebody had said if they'd have announced the Hardys were coming back on Sunday night, I'd have been like, nah, whatever. The the fact that it was such a surprise, I was jumping around my living room, yep. going, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, because <laughs> it it's for me, there are there are in the current age, like you said about smartphones a minute ago with smartphones and dirt sheets and social media, yeah. there is, we all know what goes on behind the curtain. Um, and there is, that there is, there's only two ways to get a shock reaction. And there is, there is an absolute secret so that nobody knows. So the Hardys arriving late at the same stadium with that. And I, I'm going to guess that, um the the mcmahon's triple h and the guys in that match knew the Hardys were in it and that was probably it yeah
0: um
1: and the only other way to to shock people now is to just make them think for a single split second that this is real yeah. um I, and i'll give you an example i was i was ring announcing a show that uh, jeff jarrett was on yep. and he had karen with him um and it ended up in a bit of a 5v5 five five, um, with Jeff Jarrett as captain on one team. And uh, I don't know whether you know the, the British wrestler Dave Mastiff. Yes, uh, I do. Dave is a, yeah, Dave's a big guy with a big beard and he, he, he's a big grizzly. He's a, just a phenomenal wrestler. And he was like the captain on the other team. And uh, as, the, the, as the heels that are leaving the ring, there is just this awful confrontation where they're just shouting things back at each other and Dave Mastiff said quite loudly because Karen had shouted something at Dave and um, Dave then said to Jeff Jarrett um, you know you you need to keep that bitch on a lead or it's something like that or if you're going to bring your bitch to the ring can you keep her on a lead or something like that (laughs) and Karen Jarrett took her shoe off and threw it straight at the ring and Jeff Jarrett lunged to go to the ring with about five people holding him back. And he's like, get off me, man, get off me. And he's swearing and he's, you know, he's trying to just throw people out the way. Yeah. And I was part of the show and I'm stood at the I'm stood almost in the middle of this going, shit, this is real. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's um, what makes it good. And I was part of the show and just completely bought into it. So if you can make somebody think for a split second, yep. this is real. Yep. It it just, you get everybody in the palm of your hand. Um, everybody talks about, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about it now, CM Punk's famous promo.
2: Oh, yeah, the pipe bomb, yeah.
1: The pipe bomb promo. Um, he 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 talked to, he mentioned Colt uh, Cabana and I think, the Young Bucks but he mentioned two or three wrestlers that weren't part of the company he talked he about
2: going to Ring of Honor he talked about going to New talks Japan he talked
1: about New Japan yeah and as soon as you mention uh, people yeah. or promotions that aren't at that company you go he's not been given permission to say this yep oh yeah, my god no. this is real
2: or when they're saying anything negative about the McMahons in a way that's not from the TV yeah you know like when he talked about John Laurinaitis when they had their feud when that first started and everything <laughs> So um so obviously you're a wrestling fan. So when when I got I got to ask like growing up in England, what did you watch for wrestling like when you were a kid, what made you fall in love with it?
1: Um it, it I was at uh, I was at primary school, what you guys call elementary school, and um and, and a kid came in with the WWE magazine and it had um Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan on the on the front.
2: Was it which, the one where
0: which,
1: they're
2: like in uh Hogan's got the uh, USA bandana on, and they both look like they have war paint on, and it's kind of like mostly their faces and black shadowed.
1: I was just gonna say it was the it was the uh, I can't remember, it was the build up for I'm gonna get this so wrong now and look like such a bad wrestling fan. WrestleMania, it WrestleMania six, 6? thank six. God for that. Yeah, WrestleMania six. Okay. So it was the build up for that. So. My, my friend brought this magazine into to school and was like, this is, this is wrestling. I was like, okay, what's wrestling? He said, it's two guys fighting. Okay. So then he, 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 I went around to this friend's house and he'd got a, a video of a VHS cassette of, I don't know what show, but he put a show on. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, and I was just hooked into it. And of course you know yourself being a similar age to me back in the eighties, everybody had a gimmick. It was oh, yeah. it was even more family friendly and PG than it is now. I mean, my son's three. My wife doesn't really like him watching it. <laughs> um, and uh, so from there, I would I didn't have we have um, we have Sky TV over here. You guys yep. have cable, I know, but we have Sky TV, so right. it's on Sky over here. I didn't have Sky growing up, but I had friends that did, so I'd go around. to Sky. To their house and we'd watch pay-per-views um and it was great because there was no internet to, to to spoil it for you so you can go through on monday and not worry about what happened on sunday night yep. um and then go around and, and watch it um and it it just blew my mind and the first wrestlemania that i watched not live i was too young but um like watched probably the day after was wrestlemania 9 at caesar's palace okay um and from that moment on I was just hooked. And I mean a couple of years before that I would continue to watch it, but not right now. So I'd probably see Mania two, three weeks after. Uh probably see SummerSlam two, three weeks after that. Right. Um and I, I kept up with it through the WWE magazine and things like that. But um So I you was, didn't get to weekly syndicated shows? No, because I didn't have Sky T V, so I just uh, okay. I just I just kept up with the storylines through talking to friends, through reading WWE magazine, okay. uh, and that kind of thing. Um, but uh, but then I, I would I would sit on my my dad's knee and watch uh, World of Sport Wrestling with with Big Daddy, with Giant Haystacks, with Johnny Saint and Fit Finley and uh, the, a very young William Regal. Oh, um, a William Regal. And I would so I would watch those British guys growing up. So you probably um, also got like
2: uh, roller, Rollerball Rocco.
1: Yeah.
2: And yeah. Um, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name right now, and I don't know why that's so horrible. He he works at the Performance Center. He works Johnny for, Saint. No, not Johnny Saint, but he works as a, a trainer for the oh, WWE. Oh Robbie Brookside. Robbie Brookside. I couldn't Robbie. think of Brookside's name, but like you yeah. saw, so you were watching World of Sport. Now, when did that go away? Was that the Ben? Mid- uh, it
1: was like, it was like 88, 89. It finished. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, if, if uh, you guys may or may not know this because it is now affiliated to impact wrestling. Yeah. It's um, coming back. I saw the. the it's coming back. Show.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, the return show was broadcast here on new year's Eve. Yeah. Uh, I watched that, it on YouTube. Was, well, that was, that was, um, that was my son's first wrestling show. He sat and watched it. Uh, every minute of it for two hours um, and sat glued to it now I know 95% of the guys on that show yeah Um, and um, um, spoiler alert Rampage Brown's real name is 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 Oliver as is my son's name so I told him that that was Oliver uh, and he kept saying daddy there's big Oliver (laughs) 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 So he, he kind of got it, kind of didn't, but it was really nice that life kind of comes full circle. So now my son was sat on my knee watching World of Sport Wrestling. Um, oh, that's amazing! It, it was, it was really, really nice. That's it, it truly was, amazing. Um, so then, so then, as I say, it comes to like WrestleMania Nine, which is the first one that I probably watched the day after. Yeah. Um, uh, in fact, I think I think what happened was I think a friend uh videotaped it for me. Yeah. So that because I, I had it on on videotape and wore it out, <laughs> I watched it every day. I could probably, um, I probably couldn't tell you the match order, but if you put the match on, I could probably tell you what happens next. Right. Um, all you know, right from Bobby Heenan coming in backwards, um, you know, and and of course the the Hulk Hogan running on the main event with the butterfly stitches on his eye. Yeah. Um oh just Brian
2: Gonzalez and Undertaker,
0: Undertaker yeah like yeah that was the weird the
2: chloroform the whole chloroform bit and Taker coming back and um was it uh, the Narcissus Lex Luger made like his kind of his one of his debuts there and he he wrestled against uh was it Mr. Perfect oh man yeah I think Narcissus wrestled perfect and Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels against, uh, not, no, Tatanka against Bam Bam. I mean, it was a good um, card. I
1: was, I was such a big Tatanka fan.
2: Growing up. <laughs> um, so you watched, so you didn't get the weekly shows, but you would watch no. the pay per views You'd read the magazines. You'd talk to your friends. You used yeah. to watch World of Sport. When World of Sport went away, after that, I mean, did you not have wrestling to watch?
1: Um, not. Not certainly not on TV unless it was the pay per view, the WWE pay per views or WWF as it was. All like. right. um, but my dad used to take me to shows.
2: That was my um, next question. When when did you first go to show?
1: Um, I'd probably been eleven or twelve.
2: Yep.
1: Um, my um uh, my, my parents divorced and so I would go to my dad's every school holiday and yep. he would take me to to probably two shows while i was there oh
0: wow um, so where, where were you
2: is that i'm sorry i got a lot of questions i apologize but like where please. were you going to shows um the,
1: uh, little little towns sports halls leisure centers as yep. we call them um so occasionally you'd get a big name on there i mean there was there was quite often there was a there was a uh, maybe a, a a world of Sport guy, like I saw like Mal Sanders a couple of times and yep. things like then one show, this was I'm trying to remember when this would have been, um, early to mid 90s, but before his second run, I met the British Bulldog.
2: Oh, nice. He was on a, a,
1: a, a he was on a small show, yep. um, and it, so it, it was. But then we get. I don't know whether you get them in the states we get quite a lot of tribute shows so you'll get like the uk undertaker oh
2: <laughs> yes i've heard about a lot of those things um like the 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 uk version of the undertaker or the legion of doom or Goldust, yeah. or whatever um yeah. the biggest thing you have around here on the independence is we you don't have things like that you have a guy called one warrior nation who rips off the ultimate warrior
0: okay. Uh right he's
2: been around a while but the and then but the biggest and then you have another guy that does the patriot a lot you know mask gimmick but the biggest joke or the biggest thing that we have going on here in independence is everybody has a doink doink the clown
1: yeah, yeah yeah.
2: so like all you need is a guy to put on the costume and, and put the, the the makeup on and, and you got yourself a doink the clown so i mean that that's the big thing we have here is, is all kinds of doinks <laughs> <laughs> Um so some of the guys you used to see at the shows you went to like like anyone we would know now or
1: um no probably not yeah um but then uh, but then I I like Sky TV over here got bigger yeah in terms of subscriptions so in the eight in the the mid to late like 80s Sky was brand new and only a few people had it right and then it, in the the 90s it just grew so by the end of the 90s so many people had sky um and i don't know how cable works in the states but over here you know you get a basic sky package and then you can add the sports channels and then you can add the music channels and the movie channels so um you know i'd have friends that would have sky but wouldn't have the sports so you couldn't watch the rest of it anyway
0: um
1: but then i we moved house, and I would have been maybe 13, uh, 14, and yeah. we moved next door but one to my friend Patrick, who you know, um, and he had Sky. Ah. I, and I met him by moving in next door but one. He had Sky, yeah. and I, we got talking one day, and, oh, what you know, what are you into? I'm into wrestling. Me too. I've got Sky. Do you want to come round and watch wrestling? Yes, please. So <laughs> then we... So, but it was weird because we used to get um, we used to get uh, Raw on a Thursday night, yep. even though it was live on a Monday. Yep. And then, uh, no, sorry, we'd get Raw on a Friday night and SmackDown on a Saturday night.
2: Yep. So or at least it was in order.
1: Uh, well, yeah, um, but again, the internet was going then, but it wasn't massive.
2: Right, yes. Oh, I remember those
1: days. So, yeah, when you could avoid spoilers. Um, So I'd go around on a Friday night and we'd watch Raw and then I'd go around on a Saturday night and we'd watch SmackDown.
2: Did you guys get WCW at all over there?
1: Yes, yes. Um, And we were – actually, yeah, sorry, that was another part of the story because WCW was on kind of – I don't know what the American equivalent is, like standard TV, not Sky. Yeah. So like – Like network TV. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you guys call it. Yeah. Um. So we have a channel which is um ITV. Yes. And ITV was what showed uh, World of Sport and ITV had WCW. So I could watch WCW. So I was um. So all the guys on on WCW I was familiar with. Yep. So Um,
2: WCW was basically on free TV and WWE you had to pay for. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So like cable is similar over here. Just to give you a quick rundown, like if you have cable, you have basic packages, and then the more pa- bigger package you get, the more stuff you can get. Like back, when I don't have cable. I haven't had cable in five years. I have a, I have an antenna. Okay. And I get NBC, CBS, PBS, which is public broadcasting, and Fox. That's it. Okay. So I only get those channels. So I actually get Ring of Honor wrestling on Saturday nights on my CBS station. I I have Hulu and I watch WWE through Hulu for Raw and SmackDown the next day usually. And Is that, and, a, subs- is that a subscription? Hulu is internet based. I pay okay. I pay I pay well I, I pay 7.99 a month for Hulu. So I pay $8 a month. I have internet and I watch it through the internet on my TV. And that's how I watch most of my shows, and that's how I watch Raw SmackDown. And, of course, I have the WWE Network, which is 10 bucks a month. And I have Netflix, which is 10 bucks a month. So I don't have cable, per se, because cable's very, very expensive, actually. Uh, I
1: have, I, I'm, a, I'm almost ashamed to say that I have the full Sky TV package, which is um, – I, I don't actually know how much it is because I have – my uh, my home telephone and my and my broadband internet through Sky yeah but for the for for the but all I will tell you is that the the telephone and the broadband is really really cheap yeah um but for all three I probably pay about a hundred pounds a month, so about 120 dollars a month.
2: That's still cheaper than here, but yeah, I was spending um, I I I was spending some words of like 150 to 160 a month for internet and t- for internet and cable, no home phone, and um, yeah. So now I, I spend 35 dollars on my internet and I spend 28 dollars on my alternate entertainment, my my prescript- subscription based internet. Something well, it was, was it
1: was it was brilliant when the WWE Network first came to light because yeah. I, I was I was when it first came out before it launched in the UK. Yeah. we all had it because we were all using an app that made the internet think we were in the states, which meant <laughs> we could we could use US. Uh, uh, and I tell you how easy it was to get round. You have to when you when you sign up for the network. I'm probably going to get blocked for this forever. No. If anybody from the WWE listens no, to this, back. No one is. But the um the you have to put your home address in. Yep. Okay, so I needed an American address when it first launched. Yeah. So I used the address for WWE headquarters. <laughs>
2: That's brilliant. (laughs) Uh, How long did you have? How long before it launched? I don't know. A year, maybe? Okay.
1: A year and a half, something like that. We we got it late. We got it really late. Oh, yeah, you did. Uh, Well, you guys also
2: screwed me because when they launched it live, we used to get main event every Tuesday live on the WWE Network. They would... When they recorded it, they'd air it live on the network at 7 o'clock. So Tuesday nights at 7, I could put it on WWE Network and watch the main event, and it was actually a lot of fun to watch. But then when they launched uh, over in the UK, because of TV rights over there, they they couldn't do that anymore.
1: Well, apparently – I don't know if this is true, but apparently that was why the UK didn't get it at the same time as the US because of the the TV rights.
2: Yes. Yep. That's why, Uh, I like – it. Raw and SmackDown aren't updated on the network for like four mu- four weeks after it airs on TV.
1: Yeah, but thankfully they they they've launched this new show Hits. Nope. Is that not on the U.S. network? Nope. What's it called? Hits. H i t s. No. Raw one. Hits. No. So it's like it's like a condensed Raw. Huh. So it's like the highlights.
2: If it is, I'm not familiar with it
1: so yeah um, but
2: well, I'm going to go see if I can load it up while we're talking if it is I'm not familiar with that that's funny
1: but there's some amazing programming on the network
2: oh I love the network don't get me wrong I, I, I think it's absolutely phenomenal I love all the classic stuff
1: No, do you know my favorite show is do you know, because I'm so fascinated with what goes on behind the curtains what? I love the, tw- the 24 documentaries
2: yes the 24 documentaries are phenomenal
1: I watched one last night about the. Um, oh, by the way, I watched one last night which was the one about last year's uh, Raw After Mania. Yep. And en- Enzo Amore, of course, they made their debut that night. Yep. And he he was quoted on that program as saying uh, that uh, the Raw After Mania is like New Year's Day. So happy New Year, Mike. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, thanks. No, we don't uh, get we don't have Raw hits over here. That's funny.
1: Damn. That yeah,
2: was really good. We, uh, we have the pre-show, the backstage pass, you know, talking Smack, SmackDown Replays, you know, 205. think you guys, you guys get 205 live over there?
1: Yes, thankfully, because um, yeah. of Noam and
2: Jack. Yeah, no, we don't get that at all. We don't get that at all here.
1: Um, so, um, but yeah, so, um, but yeah, so, so we, we, so... I mean, the network has just blown up, but um, being able to then watch wrestling on Sky um, and and having WCW on ITV was just amazing. Um, So from there, I was then old enough to to then go to shows on my own. Yeah. So, you know, I'd go to... um, And I I live... I mean, (laughs) this is... (laughs) You and I were talking on Facebook last week about travelling... Yes. Uh, distances um i live i mean this is this is probably a walk to the store for you but i live about nine miles away from city center manchester um so you know it, it was easy then to when the wwe were in town to go to a house show or um every two or three years we get a raw a tv raw yeah um I say every two or three years because if you if you look it, they tend to rotate it between like London, Liverpool, Birmingham, Glasgow, Manchester. That's true, yeah. Um, so we don't always get a TV RAW. Um, there, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that the WWE Network, uh, that, sorry, the WWE UK Championship, maybe takes off as its own touring brand. What well,
2: did you? I know they're doing a sh- they're doing shows there in May. Did you go to the UK tournament at all this past?
1: I do you know I didn't and I'm so devastated because I could have got tickets um and I didn't because um I kind of the, the there were some guys on that show that I know yeah and um right here's the first real douchebag thing I'm going to say I didn't think for a second it would be as big as it was Oh wow um even though I know how supremely talented those guys are, yeah. and I've worked with some of them, yeah. um, I, I, I didn't... While the UK fans love those guys and they are amazing, yeah. I didn't think it would get the um, the global fan base that it has.
2: Well, do you ever... Have you heard of Pro Wrestling Gorilla? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, PWG brings over some great guys from the UK. Um, yeah and that kind of helped quite a bit and then like chikara their tag team champions were tyler Bate and trent seven yeah and so that kind of helps there as well so like a lot of the guys like when they announced the uk shows there was only one or two guys i'd never heard of that were on the show and so i was pretty excited about all of them um but going back to what you said i had some buddies that went to nxt when it came to lowell mass last year and i didn't go and I should have gone, but I didn't go and then I was like, Well whatever, not the end of the world and then that was the show where Samoa Joe beat Finn Balor for the title at the house show. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: and I'm just like yeah, so I'm like,
0: Why the hell didn't I go?
2: So I don't I'm not gonna make that mistake again. Um if NXT comes back up this way and I can go, I'm going. But <laughs> My-
1: Night two of the UK Championships is is one of the best nights wrestling I have watched in a very very long time. I,
2: I thought night two. All my friends and I agreed that night two was far superior to night one. But I mean, it was a great night of show. I mean, Mark Andrews and Pete Dunn's match that they had was the match of the weekend for me.
1: There was there was a moment of the weekend for me, and it happened yeah. on night one. Yeah. And it was a it was a huge huge mark out moment. Yeah. Um, I am um, I the the. It was uh, it was the first round and it was Wolfgang versus Ty- Tyson T Yeah, I like that um, match
2: a lot actually.
1: Well, th- they they got in. Uh, I I've worked with Wolfgang once, um, and but I, I know T Bone. He's he's quite a good friend of mine. Um, but I hadn't spoken to him in a little while, so I didn't know anything. I hadn't spoken to him. I hadn't heard anything. Um, I'd sent him a good luck message um the day before um but when he got in the ring that the start of that match with the headbutt, I jumped off my sofa um and and then but apparently then that um that moment was like trending on twitter for about four hours. <laughs> Um, but I, they one of the things that they said on commentary about Tyson Tebow, um is apart from his um gypsy gimmick yeah which is not which is not a gimmick, he not grew a up gimmick as, a, as a, he grew up as a traveling gypsy um he he is also a tattoo artist yep and he tattooed me two weeks ago oh really yeah
2: <laughs> would what would you get Frank? Um, I got um,
1: I, I I lost my my mum last year and she was she was big into into theatre so um, the, there is a there's a, a pair of theatrical masks yep yep the, the masks of comedy and tragedy comedy and so tragedy I, I got, yeah I, I got them with some lilies and uh, it's uh, it's a very very nice design so, I yeah, saw that I saw it.
2: you posted the image of that that's right
1: yeah so uh, but T-Bone did that tattoo for me
2: oh that's pretty awesome so, so uh, I know we're jumping around a lot, but that's just how these things go. So you got uh, <laughs> you 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 got WWE. You went to some uh, you got WCW. Did you guys get ECW over there back when it was a day day? No, um, oh,
1: that's too bad. We we only really got it with when the internet blew up. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was just WWE and WCW.
2: Now, um, after World of Sport kind of died out in the late 80s. Um, and this is just my knowledge of it, which obviously isn't as in detailed as yours. um like u k wrestling didn't seem to get big for quite a while after that. so in, in the middle there, I mean, there were still some great workers. I mean, I've always had a a fondness for the British style of wrestling, you know, I've always been a fan like it started when I was a kid with Dynamite Kid and then with you know Stephen Regal now William Regal, Dave Taylor Fit Finley. Um, you know, Robbie Brookside, Rocco. Uh, yeah, Rocco. I mean, there was just I. I really enjoyed that whole style and scene of wrestling. And then, you know, later on, learning about Johnny Saint and then Jim Breaks. Uh, I'm a big fan well, of Jim Breaks, actually.
1: Uh, one of the things that we're so proud of is that the the British style of wrestling is. I'm going to state the obvious: is wrestling. It's yes. grappling. It's, it's yes. You know, and, oh, I love it. Um, and and that is um, I saw that when I I'm really jumping the gun here and I know we'll go back but when I yeah. was first getting into the the business as, as an announcer well I didn't know at the time as an announcer but when I first get into the business I said to my friend if we're gonna get into it we need to go to a UK show we need to go and see what what's out there yeah because I hadn't been to a UK show for so many years so we went to a show a big show I tell you how big it was Ric Flair was Okay. Um oh not wrestling, it was after WrestleMania twenty four. Um but I he he was on it doing a, a guest appearance and the opening match of that show was Zack Saber Jr. versus Chris Hero, Cassiozano.
2: Okay, so
1: And they they chain wrestled for about ten minutes. Yeah. And it blew my mind.
2: I um I watched, actually, an independent league up here in Maine back in uh, 2015. Yes?
0: Was it 16?
2: This is how great my memory is. 2016, they brought in, and they had uh, Zack Sabre Jr. against Chris Hero. And, you know, I'm on an indie show, and it's actually – there was a uh, snowstorm that night, and I thought, I wonder how much – I mean, I know they both can go. I've seen them have – knockdown drag down matches like in evolve and in PWG and stuff. So it's like I, I know what they can do but I wonder how much we're going to get cuz there's 200 200 of us in this building and it's a snowstorm outside. Uh no, they went 30 minutes beat the crap out of each other and just put on a display, a display of wrestling that was just phenomenal. Like Well, yeah, it was 2016. It was like one of the greatest matches I've ever seen live.
1: It's snowing. There's nothing you can do about it. If you're going to get snowed in, you might as well enjoy the
0: wrestling. Right, exactly, yeah. (laughs) I mean,
2: it was absolutely phenomenal. Zack Sabre Jr. is one of my favorite guys. Uh, Like I said, I talked earlier about, you know, I mentioned Pete Dunn. I'm a fan of his, thanks to PWG. Um, But, yeah, I'm a big fan of that British style wrestling. I was so excited for that Yuki tournament to to learn about some new guys and just to see that style of wrestling because i really i really enjoy it
1: um it's something that we're we're incredibly proud of
2: yeah like i actually and i know i didn't uh i I didn't mention this which but i uh when i talked about my monthly subscription things but i actually do have a uh, i've done only a month now but uh uh on my roku i have a a revolution pro app Yeah Which is like my internet TV box So like I have a month I got a month of Rev Pro So I could watch a bunch of that stuff And I'm going to get Progress Probably next month um, Because they also have a Roku app Where you can uh, Watch all their stuff I think Rev Pro has like 175 hours Of content on there
1: I don't know whether I don't know whether it's on Roku uh, But um, uh, WWE (laughs) uh, But Preston City Wrestling Have their on demand service Yeah That is on Pivot Share Okay um, I have to check that. But yeah, that. But they have they have their own on demand as well. Uh, so you've got uh, Rev Pro, Progress, Preston City Wrestling, and I C W in yep. Scotland. that all have on demand services. Um, so yeah, the, the 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 British scene is is gone nuts worldwide. It's
2: really exploded the last ten years, hasn't it?
1: Yeah it's just gone insane I mean
2: it's really exploded these last 10 years yeah. I mean if you just look at some of the names that are in the WWE right now for that matter that are affiliated with the United Kingdom you know it um, really but, it really shows you know especially with guys like Finn or Jack Gallagher or Don well, I mean uh,
1: you know you've got um immediately you've got Paige Neville um you know, Seamus and Finn are yeah. Irish but European. Um, Noam Jack. Um, I don't think he's signed, but every now and again, Danny Birch pops up on
2: I, I like Danny Birch. He's like the old, like I, he look. He looks like the grizzled vet guy that can go out there and really just just go. Uh,
1: I'll tell I'll tell you a really funny story about Danny Birch. Over here, he was known as Martin Stone. Yep. Um. And I was on a, I was on a show uh, I was I was announcing on a show at a, uh, an expo a comic con. Yep. And at those shows the ring is set up and there's maybe two rows of seats around every side of the ring and then some standing space. Yep. And then backstage you get about as much room as a fridge. <laughs> it's, it's tiny. So as I go backstage, I've, I've been to the bathroom or something, as I go backstage, Martin is in his wrestling gear, and he has um, a tan mitt on each hand, and he is tanning his legs with fake tan. Okay. With So he's doing both hands on both legs, and he just looks at me and leans at me, and he just looks me straight in the eyes and says, this is what real
0: wrestlers do. <laughs>
1: Uh, it's probably the most intimidated I've ever felt at. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah.
2: you've mentioned it a few times and, and it's one of the uh, <clears throat> one of the things I definitely want to talk about is you uh, are ring announced for wrestling for mostly Preston City Wrestling, correct? Yeah. How did you get involved with becoming a ring announcer?
1: Um, It, it was really, really strange. I, <laughs> I went to WrestleMania 24, I met you. Yeah. Um, I made some great friends from the UK. Um, I will pay you a compliment by saying you're the only um, US fan that I met on that trip that I've stayed in touch with. There you go. Um, yes. And uh, and uh, it's uh, so I made so many friends and it, it just had such an an impact on me. Pardon the pun, but I just said, so I said to my friend, we should we should become wrestlers. Um, so yeah. <laughs> So we said, OK. Um, and we do you guys have Big Brother in the States?
2: The TV show Big Brother? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, 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 um, I I've, can't say I'm a fan. I've maybe watched a total of an episode. But, yeah, I'm familiar with it.
1: OK, so so we've got Big Brother and there was a guy on Big Brother who was who said he was a, a wrestling announcer and manager. Um, so I searched for the because he's from the north of England, so I searched for the company he was involved with and found their training school. Um, And so we went and met them and signed up and went for a a lesson, and um, they beat the shit out of us. Uh, (laughs) uh, And I am not... You've met me, you've seen pictures, I'm not a big guy, um, and they beat the shit out of us. And I just went, this, this really isn't for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I, you know, uh, it, it is, it hurts. Yeah. (laughs) It really hurts. Um, so I was training to referee. Uh, I said, I went back to the promoter. I said, fine. Okay. Look, this isn't for me, but let me train to be a referee. Yeah. let me learn the business. Let me learn the structure of a match and, um, I'll be a referee. So I was attending training every week and I was learning to referee and learning about psychology and all the rest of it so that I could be part of a match and part of a show. Um, and we, we touched on it a minute ago with my tattoo for my mum. I'm, I'm involved in theatre, in, theater, in uh, amateur theatre and, and being on stage. Um, and the promoter got to learn about this and he just literally walked up to me in the ring in one training session and said you're going to announce our next show okay. and I said I said I beg your pardon he said you're going to announce our next show I said no 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 I'm not he said yeah yeah, 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 yeah you are you, you've been on stage you used to being on stage in front of people I said yeah but when I'm on stage I'm acting I'm being somebody else you're asking me to be myself that's really scary Um. and he said yeah but you're going to do it and I went, okay. Um, and this was the end of the year I met you, so that was 2008. Yep. Um, and so I climbed in the ring in December 2008, um, and
2: um, I was um, – <laughs> can can, uh, can I swear? Oh, yeah. Go right ahead.
1: Yeah. I was shaking like a shitting dog. <laughs>
2: That's a, I was, that's a brilliant visual thank you uh, I was
1: <laughs> so scared um, but I got through the show um, and I thought I'm just going to get told to go home and never come back again um, and he said Do you know what for somebody who was really scared well done see you next month
2: so what promotion was that for
1: that was for uh, GPW who at the time were Garage Pro Wrestling uh, they'd like to change their name to Grand Pro Wrestling and um, but uh, yeah, quite a small indie promotion, uh, still going, still a good company. Um, and and they had me back, and I just carried on.
2: Do you remember uh, anything on that first show? Any any of the wrestlers on that first show stand up? I remember some of the
1: wrestlers and and some of the guys I still work with now. Um, yeah. but probably I'm trying to think. I I don't think anybody that you guys would be familiar with. Um, but name drop they, anyways. Uh, El Leguero. He's maybe on rev pro that you might've heard of. Yeah he's, I've a, heard of he's, yep. Yep. yeah. he's got a, he's got a, a, a he's a Mexican. Yep. luchador. Yep. Uh, Joey Hayes. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, CJ Banks. He's on the new world of sport. Yeah. Uh, Danny Hope. He's on the new world of sport. Um, so yeah the, the and, and I was I mean I was just so impressed with the guys on the show um and and just being part of it was amazing so that that happened. Yeah. And then there was <laughs> there was another show. Um there's another company not too far down the down the road um called Future Shock. Yep. Which has always made me laugh because of Drew McIntyre's Future Shock DVD. at uh, DDT. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and um because he's never wrestled for future shock wrestling so i don't know where that name came from but it's brilliant um and i went to a future shock show about six months later just as a fan yeah and there was there was quite a there was a a british wrestler there who's quite famous on the scene alex shane
2: yep i've heard of that i've heard of him
1: um and he was there and he he's got a book out at the time um We've got a, a wrestling magazine over here, FSM, Fighting Spirit Monthly.
2: We get that at Barnes and Noble up this way.
1: Oh, cool. Um, and well, Alex was writing for the magazine at the time, so he was releasing a book which was all his articles from the magazine. That's pretty cool. So I went up talking to him, and I said, "By the way, I'm a I'm an announcer for GPW and all the rest of it." And he said, "I'm bringing back the FWA, which it was the the Frontier Wrestling Alliance, which." Um, a few years previously it was one of the biggest, uh, companies in this country. Um, so like, a, at the time, like a progress or a ref pro, uh, and he said, and it had, it had gone, it had died out and he said, I'm bringing it back. So I said, okay. And he said, I'm looking for a, uh, for a second announcer to do, um, an, un, an unsigned show. So uh, like an undercard, yep. um, almost like an NXT So he said, why don't you come down? And he'd never, ever seen me announce or anything. Heard me, didn't know me, uh, no reason to invite me. Um, And that was down near London, um, which for anybody listening who doesn't know the the geography of the UK, it's about four hours away. Okay. Um by car. So I went down and it was incredible. And I got there on that first day and um there was um uh the man that you guys now know as Neville was on that show. Yeah, Park. Um there was um Sha Samuels who is in the new yep. uh, World of Sport there was Dave Mastiff who's on the new world of sport uh, there was uh, Bubblegum who is a, a British wrestler Bubblegum is amazing the name maybe not maybe sounds a bit jokey Bubblegum is amazing uh, do you want Bubblegum to chain wrestle he can chain wrestle do you want him to fly he can fly Bubblegum is 185 pounds 5 foot uh, shredded just an amazing amazing wrestler uh, he can do any style you want. He can be the most baby face on the entire show or the biggest heel you've got.
0: Nice.
1: Um, and quite often because of his size, they, they've done an underdog gimmick with him. Um, but there were there, there was the cream of the crop of British wrestling on this show. Um, and I wouldn't... Uh, Marty Scurll. Who oh yeah, Zach Oh yeah. A- o- he. Um, Zack Saber Jr. Because they they've been a tag yep. team, the leaders of the new school.
2: Yeah, they actually just finally teamed up for uh, PWG this this past show they just had uh, in March. They finally teamed up over here, which I've been waiting for for a while. And did they call themselves the leaders <laughs> of the new school? They did actually. Or? Yeah,
1: they did. Fantastic. Yep. Um. So so many um British wrestlers, and then they had these um these other british wrestlers who were familiar to me but wouldn't necessarily be familiar to to anybody else on on this this unsigned show so the unsigned show maybe started at like uh five six p.m yep and i announced that show and it would have been like you know four or five matches over an hour hour and a half Um, and then they'd give the audience an hour to go and buy merch, meet the wrestlers, have a drink. Yep. And then the the main show would start at 7.30.
2: Sounds phenomenal.
1: So I was just like, this is brilliant. And at the time, having only been in the business for less than a year, it was the biggest crowd I'd worked in front of. It was probably, I don't know, I'm going to guess, a 1,000 people.
2: Holy crud, that's a tremendous turnout. (laughs) Um. And
1: the production was just incredible. Um, so it grew from there. Now I, so then the there was another promotion back up here in the northwest of England called the XWA, and the XWA grew out of the ashes of the original FWA that I mentioned a minute ago. Yep. Now that was run by um, a guy called Greg Lambert. Now Greg um you may have read his name in magazines and whatnot he has uh he's never been a wrestler but over here he's been a commentator manager ring announcer i think he's refereed um he's just released his second book about british wrestling yep um and greg was running the xwa and i went to a couple of his shows and they were great standard and he was announcing his own shows he had somebody on the show who ran it backstage for him during yep. the show, but he was announcing his own show. So I, um, I just sent him a message and said, this is who I am. This is what I do. It would be fantastic to work for you. Um, and he invited me to go and work for him. Uh, and that was, that was amazing. And then, uh, so I got, I got, and then a few other promotions contacted me. um,
2: so now um, you went from putting your name out there, saying, "Hey, this is what I do," and now you've worked for, th- you know, three three different promotions, and now they're contacting you, saying, "Hey, come bring it out for us." Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome, right? That's what you want.
1: <laughs> it was, it was just fantastic. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Um, and then a guy contacted me, um, back in uh 2000 uh, 2011. Okay. Um, he. I knew him because I'd seen him at so many shows as a fan. And he contacted me and said, I'm starting my own promotion. Um, You know, I know you, I know how good you are. I want you to come and be the ring announcer. Um, And I have said this to his face, so I'm not saying anything bad about him behind his back. But I just thought, oh, okay. I'll, this sounds fun. It sounds great. It might not last long, but I'll go and give it a go because it'll be fun, and he's going to pay me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a payday. Uh, and he um, and we are five and a half years down the line, and he's now the only person that I work for. Uh, and that was Stephen Flutter, who owns Preston City Wrestling.
2: And really of all the companies you've worked for, the one that I'm the most familiar with that I've heard the most about is Preston city wrestling. So that really shows, you know, the evolution of of them.
1: He he has just worked so hard. I will say just for your listeners that my, my ring announcing is my kind of secondary job, a bit of a hobby now being that I only work for one company because I'm not a family man. I have a day job. Um, but I I still am a huge wrestling fan and um and and love the 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 setup at Preston and Stephen has just worked so hard to build this brand build this company um and um one of his um regular imports is is Chris Masters yep so I've got to know Chris over the years and Chris said uh, Chris told me not that long ago that that um the at the time i mean this i'm probably going back about 12 months 12 18 months and i know he's recently signed for impact wrestling so congratulations to chris um but at the time you know preston was one of if not his favorite place to work Phenomenal. um and um you know but the, i mean the names that he's had there um you know not just from britain but from worldwide um has been amazing. Um, he had a guy on his show, um, uh, who was familiar to fans of, of indie wrestling because he'd been on Dragon Gate, uh, only on the, U- the Dragon Gate USA shows and then got on the Japan shows,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and then Stephen Flutter brought him into Preston and many of us including myself hadn't heard of him we all scratched his our heads and then we met him and we went he's amazing and he was huge and strong and powerful and could fly yep and could corkscrew moonsault and just amazing um and he at the time was called uha nation and he's now called apollo cruise Yep. um and he's, ge- he's genuinely one of the nicest guys I've ever met.
2: It's kind of um, a shame how he's being treated, in my opinion, in the WWE as far as where his position on the card is. Because for a guy his size, he, he can go. He can fly through there. He's pretty awesome.
1: <laughs> he, he, is, he is absolutely phenomenal. He's genuinely one of the nicest guys I've ever met.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, there is i i i can't, i haven't spoken to him since he signed for WWE so i can't speak for him but yeah. um the, there is there's is a place on a on a wrestling card for everybody um and i i i would get the impression from how he was um before he signed for WWE that he's probably just happy to be there yeah um and he actually got the email to say they wanted to start the recruitment process uh, in Preston. Oh that's
2: cool. So you've had a um, lot of, I mean, Preston's brought in a lot of a lot of names and a yep. lot of really great wrestling talent, a lot of great indie wrestling talent. I mean Yeah. Um but like you yourself, like how many shows a month are they running? Like how often do they run nowadays?
1: Um they what they what they tend to do is they tend to go through kind of phases in in terms of um we i, I can I don't know about the States, but obviously I, I think you certainly you in the north in the in the northeast there I think you're fairly similar to us here so winters like christmas and summer is like june july august yeah um and a lot of people go on holiday abroad, here to Spain and Greece and things uh, in the summer months. So he'll will maybe take a a month or so off in the summer, and yep. he'll take a, a month or two off at Christmas. The rest of the time, he'll run two three shows a month.
2: So do you go so, to other do you go to any other indie shows in the interim or
1: um, I'm, I'm, as a fan? I try to. I don't always because I have a family now and work yep. commitments oh. and things. Oh, I um that and my, my interest in theatre as well. So, um, But I try to go to a show when I can. Um, I, I actually haven't been to a... Funny, funny enough, the last time I went to a WWE show um, was a Raw show in Manchester, um, and Stephen Flutter and um, Apollo Crews, who our nation as he was at the time, um, were sat front row together <laughs> watching the show <laughs> um and then fast forward like 18 months two years later and he got signed so congratulations to him right uh, but um so yeah i tried to go to shows but i don't always I, I, I and i but i try to watch as much as i can online and keep in touch with everybody and um
2: did I mean, you ever it, go to uh, tna when it was over there
1: Yes, I did. Yeah, um, I went to the last one. Um, they were here last year, beginning of last year. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was. To be fair, it was a, it was a big crowd. It was um. It was. Do you know what? It wasn't last year. It was the year before.
2: Yeah, was sad It of was
1: year 2000, 2015 Yeah. Um, because um, I, I, because something something fairly wonderful happened that night. Um, I was um. I'd just like to mention, if I can, um, sure. a, a fantastic uh, British wrestler who is sadly no longer with us, uh, Chris Travis. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the, the the anniversary of his passing was last week. Um, Chris Travis uh, sadly lost the battle with cancer. Um, he was he was at the time of that TNA show just just over two years ago um at that time or so we thought on the road to recovery um and he was known to some of the guys backstage at tna uh and jeremy barash made a big thing about the fact that chris was in the audience uh so there was a huge cheer for chris and a a huge you know round of applause and things that night and i I was sat with chris and, and a couple of other british wrestlers watching the show um so yeah, that was quite a spe- it's quite a special memory now now that Chris is no longer with us. So, um, yeah. But it, in fact, you know, some of my favorite re- uh, matches, wrestling matches at, at Preston City Wrestling, have been with Chris. He had a an amazing trilogy with Chris Masters. Um, he had a series of matches with uh, Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen as he was at the time, yeah. and uh, a series of matches with um, Finn Balor or Prince Devitt as he was at the time.
2: So. In your time uh, ring announcing it's been what eight years now since you started yep, yep. Um, when, when he came to you and said hey we're going to have you uh, ring announce did you continue training to be a referee or did, at some point did you just stop and say I'm going to stay with the ring announcing
1: I, uh, once the first show was out of the way and he said we'll have you back next month I just stopped training
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was that It's. Um, it was yeah it was that was uh, the position I was going to be in the business. I, I wanted to be in the business. Um, I was going to go down the referee route. Um, once another door opened, I was happy to go down that route. That was fine.
2: Um, have you been involved in any? Have you had to get, to, or have you been involved in any angles in, in your time ring announcing? Yes.
1: Life? Yes. Um, when uh, the the XWA under Greg Lambert, who I mentioned in, uh, a while ago, I was. I was announcing for them, and they did an invasion angle with um, GPW that I started with. Yep. So they'd had uh, a couple of XWA wrestlers turn up on a GPW show and sit front row and try and, because uh, it was all part of the show, but try to try to ruin the show and that kind of thing. And then a GPW guy had, you know, jumped the barrier at an XWA show and that kind of thing. So um, a match was set at an XWA show. um, And basically what happened was uh, Greg Lambert, who was the promoter, rang me on – I I don't know why I know this, but it was a Thursday night. And there was about – Three, four weeks to go till the show. And there was a British wrestler called Styx who was going, he was the challenger for the title and he was unbeaten in the XWA. Okay. And Greg uh, rang me and he said, Right, this is what's going to happen. He said, They are going to go at each other, him and the champion, uh, who was a guy called Johnny Fear. And they are going to go at each other for 20 minutes. They're going to kick the crap out of each other. Uh, And there's going to be a pinfall and a kickout and a pinfall and a kickout. You know, a submission attempt. And they're just going to beat the crap out of each other. And something's going to happen and they're both going to be down in the ring and you're going to ring the bell. And the referee is going to come over and say, I make the call, not you. And you are going to nicely and politely and professionally plead with the referee that these two men are in no state to continue and you're doing this for the good of their health and the good of the show. Um, And he's going to order you to restart the match. And as he turns his back to walk back to the ring, you're going to pick up the championship belt off the ring announcers' table and hit him on the back with it. And at the point that the referee goes down, you're gonna beckon in the GPW wrestlers who are gonna run riot. <laughs> and I went, Oh my god, I'm so excited and so scared <laughs> yeah, all at
2: once. I bet. Because it's that's a lot riding like on on how that works out.
1: The entire payoff of that show rode on me getting that right. And I'd never done anything like that at that point. So the show came around on the day and the referee turned up and he said, right, let's go over this. So he said, and even to the point where he said, this is how you need to hold the belt. This is where I need you to hit me with it. I'll do the rest. Um, and i hit him with that belt i probably hit him with that belt <laughs> but I, I i held it i held it where he told me to hit to, to hold it yeah and i hit him exactly where he told me to hit him which was right across the hard part of his back at the top yep um and he went down and i i beckoned in the wrestlers and i'm loosening my tie and i'm laughing at the crowd as i'm doing it And then we run outside and immediately filmed a promo immediately So I've got my tie undone Uh, one of the wrestlers got a bloody nose and he's bleeding from his nose and the wrestlers have got ripped t-shirts and because This brawl broke out and the uh, the guy who ran runs GPW um, Cut this amazing promo that said, you know, you can send your wrestlers to ruin our show you can do this to us, but we'll keep getting back up. You can kick us when we're down, but we'll stand up. But we've got one thing that you didn't think of. We've got our ring announcer. <laughs> That's and he mild. brought me in. And then I cut a promo about how uh, because some of his wrestlers had interfered on a show, I'd had to miss a show and miss a payday. Nice. Uh, and because uh, because what had happened on a previous GPW show, some of his wrestlers had turned up and they'd slapped me. So the next show I was kept off it for my safety, so I'd missed a payday. Uh, and then when I'd come to an XWA show for my safety, I'd asked for my own dressing room. I'd been refused it, so I wasn't allowed on the show, so I'd missed another payday. Um, and I'd made it all about money. Oh, that's awesome. And, uh, G- how GPW were paying me and XWA weren't. That's great. Uh, so then that led to XWA versus GPW. When was that? That was uh, summer 2011, 2010,
2: 2011. Do you know of this uh, whole angles on YouTube or anything?
1: Some of it is. Some of it is. I'll have to find it. And send yeah, it if to you find it, please send me the links. I'd love to see it. I'd love to share it. Um and it was but it was brilliant. But what we did was we did um we did like dueling ring announcers. Yeah. So Craig Lambert, who ran XWA, announced the XWA um wrestlers and I announced the GPW wrestlers.
2: That's pretty cool, uh,
1: um and it was it, it just played out so phenomenally. Um But there was guys on that show like Chris Travis, like Rockstar Spud. Um and um it was just simply incredible uh and then fast forward a few years to 2013 i think it was and i got to do a little bit again because i um i, I was going to say i retired nobody retires in wrestling but i i retired really because i was um i'd got married the year before um We were looking to start a family. Your priorities changed. Priorities changed. So I said, look, you know, I need to step away. So I I did. uh, And uh, we had a beautiful baby boy. Uh, My wife had a cesarean section. But three months down the line, she's really healthy. He's really healthy. And I went, I miss wrestling. Yep. So um, I... Was invited at the time, Stephen Flutter at Preston City Wrestling, because uh, they carried on without me. Right. Um, use, using a, a the, why? Why wouldn't why? I say that like that. I would expect them to fold when the <laughs> ring announcer steps away. Of course not. Uh, the, the, but they they carried on with using a, a female ring announcer who who still works at the company, even though I've gone back called yep. Joanna Rose. She may be familiar to some of your uh, listeners. Uh, Because she is the – she comes over and does a lot of work with Evolve. Okay, yep, yep. Um, She's the very lovely um, blonde uh, British lady who does a lot of announcing and backstage stuff for Evolve. Yep, I've seen her. I've seen her on Evolve shows. (laughs) Um, So he – at the time, Stephen Flutter was running um, a February, an April and a November super show. And what the super show was, was a Friday night show, a Saturday Saturday afternoon show, and a Saturday night show.
2: That sounds marvelous.
1: It was incredible. So you would go to Preston, as I say, it's about an hour down the road. Yeah. We would do the the Friday night show. Uh, We would all stay in hotels and go out drinking together uh, because the venue is a nightclub. So they would get rid of the ring and then open it up as a nightclub. Yeah. Go to your hotel, you get up the next day. The afternoon show quickly got named the Hangover Show because everybody (laughs) was really, really hungover. Uh, In fact, if you go on YouTube, there is a show from two years ago which was Cedric Alexander versus, I think, ACH. Okay. From PCW and Ring of Honor's Super Show of Honor 1. And it's from the Hangover Show when they're so hung over, they made the audience be quiet because they couldn't handle the noise <laughs> and they wrestle in slow motion. It's brilliant. <laughs> okay,
0: definitely going to have to
1: look for that. It, it is quite simply breathtaking. Um, and in a minute, remind me to tell you about my horrific um, my horrific mess up involving Cedric Alexander and Kelly King. Okay. Um, so, anyway, so, I, so, my son's born, everything's fine, and Stephen is doing the uh, November Super Show. And at the time, he used to have guest general managers. Uh, so he's had Eric Bischoff as a guest general manager, uh, he's had some British guys as guest general manager who were injured or whatever. And he said, Do you want to come in for the November Super Show and be the guest general manager? Um, and because nobody retires in wrestling, I was getting Preston City wrestling is is, is bizarre in the sense that everybody gets a chance from the fans. It's yeah. very um I'm, i I hate myself for using this word, but because it, it translates in America, it's a very soccer fan mentality. Yep. So there's a lot of soccer style chants. Um so the ring announcer gets a chant, the referee gets a chant. Um there was a guide dog at a show, there was a chant for the guide dog. true story so I was but because everybody is so over with the fans I was getting messages off the fans saying when are you coming back when are we going to see you at a show when are you you know um so so I did this he said do you want to come back and be the guest general manager so I said yeah it'd be amazing um so I was tweeting all day um things like um I've got nothing to do this weekend. Perhaps I might go to a wrestling show. (laughs) But I was tweeting Preston City Wrestling in it, so they were retweeting it. Um, uh, And then I said, uh, the last thing I put, uh, which was like late afternoon, um, I put, uh, Sister Abigail sings tonight. And then the show always starts at seven o'clock, and at six fifty-five, I just tweeted, "We're here." Uh, and then they announced the guest general manager, and my music hit, uh, so the place went nuts, and it was great just to be, um, just to be back part of the show. Um, so that was the November. And then uh, about six months after that, which had have been gone about a year in total by then from Ring announcing, I said, you know, I want to come back. And uh, uh, so I went back kind of full time for Preston City Wrestling. Then.
2: Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. So. Um, w- what did you do to incur the wrath of uh, Kenny Kenny King and and. Uh, Cedric, Cedric, Cedric Alexander. Alexander. Yeah.
1: I came across by accident as a massive racist.
2: Oh no. Um
1: they they twice run a big super show with with Ring of Honor. So they did Super Show of Honor yeah. uh one and two. Yeah. So they were 2014 and 2015. Uh and I um the 2014 one i was back working for the company but only as a backstage announcer uh, as a backstage interviewer on, on youtube and things yep. but not as the main ring announcer and then for the fifteen show i was back so i was the ring announcer on the um i can't remember if it was the hangover show or the show that night i think it was the hangover show it was kenny king versus cedric alexander i was hungover. i was tired I was losing my voice. It was the end of the weekend. Uh, and Kenny King made his uh, made his way to the, the ring. I announced him. It was all fine. Ladies and gentlemen, make his way to the ring. You know, announced his weight, announced his location. Kenny King, great reception. He gets in the ring. He does his thing. All the rest of it. Cedric starts, Cedric's music hits. Uh, and I said, making his way to the ring, weighing this much, hailing from, um, I think it's North Carolina. Uh Cedric. Yeah. Um. And I said, Haley from North Carolina, Kenny King." <laughs>
2: said Kenny and, King twice, did you? Yep.
1: And um, uh, by this time Kenny was uh, Kenny was in the ring just staring at me. <laughs> Cedric was on the floor, about to get in the ring. Staring at me. So, Cedric calls for a microphone. And on the microphone, so all the fans can hear it, just said, I suppose we all look alike to you. (laughs) So, um, and then Kenny King gets on the microphone. And he just points at me and goes, racist, racist, racist. So now I've got 800 people chanting racist at me.
2: Sounds like a fun time, really. No. No, no, no. <laughs> I,
1: I wanted the ground to open up and swallow me. Um, it was just horrible, and it was just a mistake. So did that follow you around the rest
2: of the show? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So, Pretty much. Um, I know it's.
1: And you know what? Both guys said to me afterwards, what? "Don't worry, it happens. It's absolutely fine." And the main event that night, yeah, was uh, was Roderick Strong versus Jay Lethal for the Ring of Honor title. Oh, nice.
2: And uh, Roderick, they
1: were uh, they were talking backstage and um. I just went over to ask something and Roger just put his hand on my shoulder and he just said, will you do me a favour? So I said, anything. He said, announce me as Jay Lethal. <laughs> <laughs> so word was already backstage at that point about how much I'd messed up.
2: Did, did you announce Roddy as Jay Lethal?
1: No, I announced him as Roddy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know it's getting late there, and uh, but I have a couple more things I want to ask you. This is my standard, uh, my some of my standard questions. What's the uh, what's the weirdest place you've ever uh, announced at a show? Uh,
1: weirdest place?
2: Yeah, like the oddest type venue, or like like you know, I, I don't know. I don't have any examples for you, sadly, that you that you would probably that,
0: could, that um, you would probably
2: understand what I mean, but like. Like basically, you find yourself going, "I cannot believe we're having a wrestling show here."
1: Um, I don't think there's been any. A lot, a lot of it over here is is um, either sports halls, um, nightclubs, yeah, or um, uh, sounds weird. It probably sounds weird over there, but town halls.
2: No, there's Um, beautiful town halls like in Webster, Mass that was like big time wrestling shows and everything and those are that's a beautiful venue
1: Um, but then I've done a couple of outdoor shows which you you always go okay this is weird because we're in the north of England and all it does is rain Um, and I'll tell you what here's one for you I was in um, Wrexham which is in North Wales so it's about an hour and 20 hour and a half from here and it was the Wales comic con
0: Okay.
1: And we were doing a show, and I turned up, and it was grey, and it was gloomy, and it was overcast. And I, uh, so I get us to the car park, and the guys uh, showing people where to park, and, and I said I'm with the wrestling, with the Preston City wrestler. And he said, Oh, okay, no problem. Uh, just park over there. I said, Where's the ring? He said, In the car park on the other side of the building. <laughs> so I said, Okay. And I'm looking at the sky as he's saying this. So, what they were doing was they were doing a show every hour on the hour. Oh, sorry, a match every hour on the hour. Okay, yeah. So, the first couple went without a hitch. And uh, I wasn't announcing at that point. I was commentating.
0: Yep. Uh,
1: it was while I was on this retirement baby hiatus. So, I was commentating, not announcing. And the, the, So, the first couple went, that was fine. And the next one started... And they were maybe two minutes into the match and it started raining but it was just raining lightly so they carried on and then it got heavier uh, and then we thought we need to pack this up and fans were starting to go away yeah. so they wrestled about they wrestled about a 20 minute match in about three minutes but they <laughs> literally they literally did the whole match they just went so quickly and I just went, this is brilliant um <laughs> But the other, the other one, which is quite fun, which was from a couple of years ago, is um, we were going to do an outdoor show in Blackpool. Okay. The home of William Regal yes. and the, the home of the first UK WWE UK Championships. Uh, and the weather forecast was bad, and it was going to be an outdoor show. So, with 24 hours uh, to go, the decision was made to take the show indoors now slightly ironically the weather was actually beautiful on that day but the decision had already been made to take it indoors yeah and it was now in the Empress ballroom which is the room that the WWE used for the UK championships yes um and Gorgeous. not necessarily a, a weird or a strange venue but definitely a scratch your head moment Um, because uh, wrestling had been there so many years previously but uh, every big name in, in UK theatre and variety had performed in that venue at some point and it was definitely a, a scratch your head moment and this is incredible
2: oh because now you're announcing in that same venue it, in
1: that same venue yeah um, So, um, I must tell you one funny story, um, that comes from that venue. Um, so I'd had some time off and, and the, the lovely Joanna Rose was, was announcing in my absence and, um, Mr. Anderson was on the show on one of the shows. So of course he reaches up for the microphone, microphone comes down and he announces himself. So they did a thing where they put a chair in the ring and Joanna stood on the chair and she lowered the microphone over his head from behind him. <laughs> nice. See? So he So So he. So he takes the microphone, turns around, and of course he's face-to-face, well, not face-to-face, but he's face-to-boob with her boobs.
0: Face-to-chest.
1: Yes. Uh, so then I'm announcing at this Blackpill show and... He's on the show again, so he said we're going to do exactly the same thing. But I'll take the microphone, turn around, and go. Well, this view isn't as fun as it was last time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was a that was a nice moment.
2: Um, do you collect wrestling memorabilia?
1: Um. No, I really should. I do have some really nice stuff.
2: Like, what's your favorite uh, piece? That, the follow-up to that is always, what's your
1: favorite piece that you do have? Oh, man. Right, okay. Um, I have a WrestleMania 24 program signed by Ric Flair.
2: I have that same program, most likely, but mine's not signed by anyone.
1: Um, yeah, that's signed by Ric Flair. That's uh, awesome. So that's cool. Um, I have two t-shirts signed uh one is signed from the first i think it was the first ever preston city wrestling super show yeah which had on it chris masters john morrison and eugene nice so those those three guys have signed the the t-shirt for me and i did uh there was a a company over here that was a a, an amazingly good company for many years and then towards the end wasn't so good so it got quite a bit of bad press uh, called 1PW one Wrestling. yes
2: I'm familiar with 1PW
1: and uh, I was the last maybe it was my fault I was the last announcer to work for (laughs) 1PW and I did um, I did a show um, for them that had Kevin Nash on uh, Rhino yep Uh, An indie wrestler from the from the US who isn't the one from TNA called Crimson. Okay. Um, he's his he he wears makeup like Crazy Steve. Okay. Uh, speaks like the like Heath Ledger's Joker. Great wrestler. If you get the chance to see him, go check him out. He's brilliant. Okay. Um, and so it was it was Rhino. Uh, Kevin Nash, Road Dog, Crimson, uh, Kid Cash, and a guy called Sterling James Keenan. You heard of Sterling James Keenan?
2: Actually, I, I believe I have, actually. I think... The name is, sounds very familiar, but... Go ahead.
1: Okay. He Well, he's now known as Corey Graves.
2: Oh, okay. So, yes, I have then, because... <laughs> yeah yeah,
1: um, and I have a, a 1PW t-shirt signed by all those guys
2: oh that's pretty cool
1: so yeah um, but um, I don't know where you were sat for Mania 24 but if you were on the risers in the citrus bowl they were bench seats yes so I can't remember whether you had to buy them or you got given them but we got like a padded cushion to sit on
2: you had to buy them
1: well, I bought, I bought one. I bought
2: one too. Yeah, we sat. We bought silver packages when we bought our packages.
1: Yeah, I got a silver package as well. We so were, I was on the I, I was on the riser level eye level with the ring. Me too. I was uh, amazing seats. Um, oh, I absolutely loved my seats. We were in the very front row
2: of the first section off the field, basically on the 50 yard line, looking straight ahead to the ring. And to the right was the entrance way.
1: Yeah, so so I was probably in the same block as you, even though I met you at the hotel. Oh, that's Um, hilarious!
2: But yeah, we were sitting right there. On I was right on the end, front row aisle, if you will. And uh, my buddy bought DVD twice. Oh, nice! (laughs) You
1: you can spot me straight after Flair's match. Oh, really? Um, and just and when the Hall of Famers came out. Oh, that's cool. So yeah.
2: No, we um we bought those same padded cushions and actually when i do my podcasting if i'm in the kitchen uh, i usually sit on that while i'm i'm doing this i'm doing my podcast
1: <laughs> well being my first mania i went memorabilia nuts that year so i've got the key ring yeah the pin badge the shot glass uh did you go to the i don't know if it was in the package or you had to pay extra did you go to the they don't do it anymore but did you go to the biceps and bagels brunch
2: No, I think you had to pay extra for that. That was not in my package when we went. When we got our silver packages at 24, it came with the Hall of Fame ticket, the pass to Universal Studios, uh, Midday Madness autograph session, and then. Which is
1: where I met you. Yeah, we met standing
2: in line for that. Yep, for Midday Madness. Yep. And Um, some um, collect souvenirs. That you like exclusive souvenirs or whatever yeah and then
1: because um, um, the, the, we got the the Wrestlemania teddy bear yeah
2: yeah we got I gave that to my son we got the photo album we got the keychain they gave us like a generic program that was like what you could buy at any of the live events throughout the year yeah and then at Wrestlemania 24 itself I bought the Wrestlemania 24 program which is yeah a phenomenal collectible to have for that you know Wrestlemania show
1: I have, um, there was, WWE Magazine that month had four covers. Yep. I have all four of those. And I have, um, randomly, I don't know why I kept it, um, I have a copy of USA Today from the day of WrestleMania 24.
2: Oh, that's fine. Probably the Doubletree Hotel. It was probably...
1: Yeah, it was outside the hotel. Yeah, it was yeah, outside that, the bedroom door.
2: Yeah, so. complimentary paper. I remember I remember, <laughs> I remember seeing those, so yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, no, um, but, but it was like my... Well, it wasn't my first time to the States, but it was my first time to the States as an adult. Yeah. Um, and it blew my mind. I mean, for, for anybody listening who doesn't know, the UK would fit inside the state of Texas. Um, it's... Um, to drive from land's end to John O'Groats, which is the two furthest points of the UK, uh, would probably take you about eight hours. Yeah. That's not, that's
2: not, that's not much. It's not long. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um,
2: yeah. We're, we're, States is pretty big. States is pretty big. Yeah.
1: I love the States. I've been, I've been three times, uh, I've done, uh, uh, Orlando, Miami and Houston. Um, and, uh, the, uh, and although i tell you a funny story we, when we went to orlando we flew via newark okay yeah. so we land in newark and as we um are you friends with chris lawler yes yeah I'm, from, yep, Main, from yep. mania 24 so he was on the we already knew chris but we'd met him through going to 24 but we'd met him on facebook
2: yeah and
1: it just by accident he was on our flight oh that's funny so he was at the front of the flight, so he got off first. Now, by the time we got through um, check-in at uh, – what's Newark? Is it LaGuardia? Uh,
2: LaGuardia has uh, – yeah, New York has LaGuardia Airport. Yeah.
1: yeah. So by the time we got through um, check-in at LaGuardia, he was stood there in his boxer shorts <laughs> because every time he'd gone through, beep. So they they patted him down, and he had to strip down to his boxer shorts in the middle of checking. Oh,
2: geez. Well, it's probably a lot more. He probably has. It's it's a lot more tighter now than it was then, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. So.
2: Cool. Hey, I uh, I appreciate uh, you taking the time, especially uh, given it's kind of late, and you you did say you were tired when we started this.
1: I'm gonna go and watch Monday Night Raw now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, there's a, there's a, uh, we'll we'll ch- chat me after you watch it because it's one of my favorite. Uh, is a good uh, is a good thing. Um, but uh, would you like to plug your uh, you, any social medias or Preston um, City or uh, anything? Uh,
1: uh, you can follow uh Preston City Wrestling. Uh, if you search for uh, PCW UK live events on Facebook. Or at PCW underscore UK on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at Rick Parker 82, R I C K Parker 82. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm always tweeting about wrestling and uh, British events, uh, WWE. Um, so, yeah, hit me up on there.
2: Cool. Well, again, thanks a lot for coming on. I really appreciate it.
1: Mike, thanks for having me, man.